This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You are listening to On The Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. Hello and welcome to On The Daily, a daily fantasy sports podcast brought to you by MyBookie, Untuck It, and Manscaped. My name is Matt LaMarca. You can find me on Twitter at Matt LaMarca. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Matt Jones, who you can find on Twitter at MattJonesTFR. Matt, what's going on, man? Not much. Just uh, just riding high. Had a, had a pretty good week last week, so I'm... Um, uh, think probably the best week of the year so far so i'm hoping we can uh, we can keep rolling with this now awesome yeah i had a decent week as well with my uh i took steve buchanan's advice and rocked the fitzpatrick to uh preston williams stack for the majority of my teams joining us for tonight's show is michael leone who you can find on twitter at two hats one mike uh random fantasy fact but me and mike were in the same scott fishbowl division last year so that's something oh, that's- uh, I think I won like three games all season, so I don't blame <laughs> you if you don't remember that. <laughs> My team was was not particularly good. I took Gronk with like the fifth pick. So I, anyway, I was just about to say <laughs> the exact same thing. My team was not very good, so so we're on the same footing. That's okay. <laughs> you can find Mike over at Daily Roto. He does a lot of great stuff for them. Uh, I already plugged the Twitter, so make sure you're following him there if you're not already doing so. Uh, Mike, thanks so much for coming on, man. How's everything going? Pretty well. I am not coming off the good week that you guys are. I sort of uh, had one of those classic overthinking it weeks and did not play the Seattle-Tampa Bay game because I thought it would be owned too much. So that that stung a little bit. So I'm ready to get back at it for week 10. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that game a lot last week. It was a weird game because I thought it was going to be the chalk and the total on it as well kind of went down by a couple points. So... I kind of agree with you. I, I overthought myself a little bit there, too. But uh, luckily, I ended up on uh, the Dolphins, which weren't such a bad pivot. Before we get into week 10, quick reminder about Rotovis Patreon. Uh, Rotovis Patreon is rolling as we head towards the fantasy playoffs. Gain exclusive access to the Rotovis Radio Slack channel, where you can ask questions and gain league-winning advice from many of the podcast and writing team. Get ready for the playoffs. Become a Rotoviz Radio patron today to join an exclusive community of listeners, access premium content, and do your part in helping the network to grow and continue to produce high quality industry leading programming. Just head to patreon.com slash Rotoviz Radio. And speaking of exclusives, as a loyal podcast listener, you can get a 10% discount off a Rotoviz NFL pass right now. If you aren't already subscribed, just head over to rotoviz.com slash podcast. Get ready for the playoff push, gain unlimited access to all of our content and tools so you can get an amazing value of a Rotoviz NFL Pass at 10% off and help support the podcast network 
Once again, rotaviz.com slash podcast. Quick update from last week. I won the third week of our head-to-head here, so it's now 2-1 in your favor, Mr. Jones. Uh, we both, I think, were on pretty good lineup constructions for cash. We went like very cheap at wide receiver. The big difference was I paid up for uh, Wilson, and you kind of got a, a little cute, in my opinion, fading uh, Jalen Samuels, who I thought was basically a free square. You went with Nick Chubb for the the three-headed monster approach at running back, and that kind of was ultimately what gave me the W. Yeah, I mean, I, j- to be fair, I, I took down 75% of my head-to-heads and cashed everything. You just had, like, what, almost 200 points, I think, right? Yeah, you had like, like 190-something. Like, yeah. it was just absurd, so... Yeah, I I was I was disappointed in that, but I'm glad I won like the money stuff that I was into. <laughs> that's true. That's that's the most important part. Uh, and then congrats to Hey Girl eighty who took down the listener league this week. That's a new one. I don't think we've seen that name win one yet. So congratulations. That's, uh, that's Dylan. He's a he's a bogey free OG. So congrats. Your people are doing too well on this, Jones. I know. I wish I could win one of these. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I thought it was going to be me again, and I was going to talk just insane crap on uh, this show. I, I can't. I can't allow that to happen. I hope you don't get into one of these weeks again. <laughs> anyway, uh, they had the the Winston to Evan stack and joined you on the Noah Font Express. Oh, yeah. So... Let's get into Gotta week love 10. that long touchdown. That was, uh, that was a big day saver. <laughs> that was maybe the worst tackling I've ever seen. <laughs> you All obviously right. didn't watch the Giants game then. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> Let's talk quarterbacks for this week. We'll start with you, Mike. Uh, we've got Lamar Jackson. He's the most expensive option. Ravens are favored, significantly favored against the Bengals. Is he somebody that you think is like a plug and play option for cash games or are you looking to go a little bit cheaper? I think I'm going a little bit cheaper. Like I don't mind paying up for Lamar Jackson at Daily Roto. We have him projected for 10 fantasy points from rushing alone a little bit more. It's just kind of insane what he's doing on the ground. I mean, even though we expected it a little bit coming into the season to actually see it play out, it's pretty wild. And then high team total in a game they should dominate against Cincinnati. They're going to run a ton of plays. So he's really safe. It's just you've got these guys like Drew Brees, Jameis Winston. They're both at home versus bad defenses with really high team totals. I know the savings isn't huge. It's like five, 600 bucks on those two guys, but I'll probably drop down to Jameis or Brees and take advantage of those really high team totals and just a little bit of savings. We don't get a free square like we did last week with Jalen Samuels at what was he last week in the, in the low four thousands. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that just made uh, all the Jones faded him. That, that took some cojones <laughs> to fade the Jalen Samuels four K, but we, we don't have that this week. So the five, $600 savings at quarterback, I think matters. Yeah, I agree. And I'm a little bit nervous about that game. Not like crazy nervous, obviously Baltimore's very good. Cincinnati, very bad, but a little bit of a letdown spot, potentially, in my opinion, coming off of, you know, like a season defining type of win against the Patriots in prime time. So it wouldn't surprise me if we saw like the C, C minus type of game from Baltimore here this week. Uh, Jones, thoughts on Lamar? Yeah, no, obviously, obviously, I love Lamar. I think his, his actual ceiling is just completely absurd. Like even when you go to project things, you you don't you feel weird like g- giving him as as much rushing production as he uh, as he's really capable of. But he's averaging 
outside of week one, he's averaging 90 rushing yards a game. Like that's, that's like an extra almost 200 passing yards, right, for a, for a pocket passer. So you're talking about a huge floor, um, even if he's just, you know, throwing for 200, 250, it, you're, you're golden if he's rushing for 90. So um, I, that being said, I, I really don't think that I am going to make a habit of paying this much for, uh, for cash. So I think that it's probably not going to happen this week, but I do think that I will have some uh, some exposure to him in GPPs, obviously. All right, Mike, you mentioned the next couple of the guys down. We've got uh, Mahomes, Winston, Breeze. Do any of those stand out to you as like a clear top choice or are you kind of mixing and matching here with some of those guys? Probably mixing and matching, not to sound boring. I just think you got a few guys with a lot of upside this week. I think if I had to pick one, it'd be Jameis Winston at home. We have the team baseline for Tampa Bay, just like a really high yards per attempt against Arizona. Tampa Bay runs a lot of plays. Arizona allows a lot of plays. So you should get a lot of chances from Jameis. And that's what you want because he takes those sort of volatile shots down the field. And, you know, they're somewhat fragile opportunities. But if he gets enough of them in a game and with throwing to Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, feel pretty safe about like a 252 type floor from Jameis in this matchup. So I'll take him of that group. I think Breeze is like right there unless you're just worried that, you know, New Orleans wipes the floor with Atlanta and, you know, takes the air out of the ball a little bit. That's that's the one small concern that I have with Breeze and it's minor, but I don't have that with Jameis where, you know, Arizona is going to keep pressing them enough to keep Jameis throwing. Jones, thoughts on this tier? Yeah, um, I think I think given that Kamara is uh Obviously not going to be 100%. I don't think that they want... He's definitely playing, uh, I'm hearing, but he... I don't think they're going to want to just completely uh, run him into the ground uh, in his first week back. So I'm I'm not terribly concerned about uh, Breeze's floor. I think that Atlanta is just so god-awful that it's it's probably worth it for me. I'm leaning towards Breeze. Um, but as the as the proud owner of the... Jameis Winston derangement syndrome book by Jameis one of one of one. Um, I, I have no problem going there either. I've been reading through the book and it's uh, it's quite fascinating. <laughs> I mean, are we all overthinking this too with Mahomes? Like, oh, man, yeah, he's not the most expensive quarterback uh, at Fantasy Labs right now. We have him projected for five to eight percent ownership. Like, is this just a spot where we're all going to look back at the end of the week and say, oh, yeah, I forgot how good that guy was. Probably. It is kind of wild to think that you'd be considering taking James a $200 discount to play James Winston <laughs> over Patrick Mahomes. Well, when you put it that way. <laughs> yeah, right? When, when you word it in a certain way, you can feel pretty dumb. I feel like the math is right. It makes sense on James, but, man, I'll, I'll play a lot. Of, I'll be playing a lot of Mahomes in tournaments just – because, I mean, we the ceiling, no one can touch him, except maybe Lamar with his rushing. But No, I, and honestly, I agree with you guys. Like, even though the, the price on Mahomes jumped out to me originally, and I will, I agree with Mike, I'll have a ton of him in GPPs. Like, I think I'm looking towards Drew Brees as my cash quarterback. I mean, Drew Brees in the dome with a massive implied team total is really tough to fade. So, yep. uh even if this game becomes a blowout, which certainly the way Atlanta's played is possible, like you would have to think Breeze is going to be a part of getting the team there. So 
I don't worry about that so much in NFL as I would if this was like a, you know, 15 point spread in the NBA or something like that. All right, uh, Jones, I know that you are the master of the value quarterback. Who are we looking at this week in the, uh, you know, the 5K or sub 6K type range? Honestly, man, like it's it's kind of gross. Like, you know, we have Stafford. I know this is above that range, but we have Stafford at 6,400 who I think will go probably under owned. And I think he's I think it's fair to say that he's probably having the best season of his career right now. Um so I, I don't mind going there in GPPs because there's there are pretty obvious stacks for him as well. Um, but going down a little bit, like <clears throat> I feel like people are maybe gonna play like Daniel Jones, but like I'm a Giants fan, and I'm telling you, like don't do that. Like just, I'm a Jets just, fan, and I'm telling you, it's fine. You can do it. It's not fine. Yeah, the Jets, we're getting both the Jets sides are, of it. The Jets are a million percent winning this game. There's not a shot that the Giants end up winning this game. Did you um, see the Jets last week? Yeah, but I just – this is – as a lifelong Giants fan, I can tell you this is the game that they lose. Like, and Shermer should be fired as the clocks hit triple zeros. Like, he's just awful. But that's that's a story for another day. Um, so I feel like people will kind of maybe go towards him – um, you know, Ryan, I think is certainly an interesting option as far as just getting the other side of that game and obvious stacks again there too. So I don't know, like I, I don't really love a lot of the, a lot of the value guys. Like you're talking about pretty thin plays, I think, unless you can find a good stack with them. So I'm not, I'm not going crazy with, uh, with cheap quarterbacks this week. Mike, what are your thoughts? Is this a week to pay up or? I think it's there's too many guys in the 6,500 ish range. Like even after you, we talked about it, but you know, even throw Kyler Murray in there. Aaron Rodgers is going to go under own. Jones threw Stafford out. I'll throw Rodgers out as a guy that's going to go under own. So I'm with him. Uh, you mostly want to pay up the guys that we have as like okay values. If you're looking low 5Ks, Ryan Tannehill against KC, you know, they inflate plays. You get Mahomes back. So hopefully that makes the game play at a little bit of a faster clip and I know their their defense via DVOA their past defense has surprisingly been decent but you know you're gonna get an okay team total at home there and then I don't know if you really had some guts you get Mitch Trubisky at 5100 but I don't ever again <laughs> yeah I don't I don't think I can do it he's like not running this year like last year right. you had some upside there with him running a little bit and I did the podcast with drew dinkmar for daily roto last week and i was like well with trubisky you can get there rushing and he's like he's not running and i looked into it and i'm like yeah he's not so um probably won't do that there's really not a lot of guys low 5k i'm such a sucker for cleveland but i think i'm done losing money on baker in cleveland i think i've reached my quota there <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm 100 percent. it makes me feel better that you were on mitch last week because i was definitely touting mitch as a as a strong option and if you can't get right against that Philly secondary, which has been brutal all season, I, I think I'm just done with him. So, yeah, Mitch A. Rob stacks. I thought I was being really smart. I might play some solo A. Rob, but I can't, can't pull out this stack again. Oh, uh, you're you're speaking our language with uh, with Robinson. I think we've said his name on every <laughs> show this year. <laughs> and I will agree as well on Tannehill. Like I think that if I am paying down, he's a little bit sneaky. I'm not sure about the ceiling. Um, but as far as like a points per dollar type play, 
we have him at Fantasy Labs projected as the best points per dollar quarterback on the slate. So I wouldn't trust him, obviously, for cash games. And again, I'm not sure about the ceiling for GPPs, but I do think that the price tag is is pretty good on him. Have you ever seen an untucked button down? They look awful. Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. And with the holidays near, there's no better gift for your favorite guy who needs an upgrade. Uh, seriously, I love these shirts. I go out uh, you know, to bars occasionally, and when I do, I want to look sharp. You know, I want to dress up. I want to put on a nice collared shirt, but I don't want to tuck it in and up until Untuck It, that was always a problem for me. If you wear just a regular button-down collared shirt and you don't tuck it in, it's too long. Untuck It is perfect if you're looking to dress up, but keep that casual look. And the best part about Untuck It, they have more than 50 fit combinations. They look great on tall guys, short guys, slim guys, guys of all builds and ages. I mean, shopping for shirts is not easy for me. I'm a pretty big dude, but I can go online and have one designed to fit me perfectly. You could choose your material. You could choose your own color options. And if you don't like to shop online, check out one of their 80 brick and mortar stores. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, never look bulgy, too long, or too big again. Their website is easy to use. They have a whole page devoted just to helping you find your perfect fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit UntuckIt.com and use promo code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's UntuckIt.com, promo code BLUE for 20% off. Support for laying the points also comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Listen, guys, let's get real, all right? It's 2019. Women have come to expect a certain level of grooming from us. No longer can we just walk around like cavemen and expect it to be okay. We need to take care of ourselves in every spot. And grooming your sensitive areas is, well, let's just say it's difficult. Trust me on this one. There is absolutely nothing worse than nicking yourself downstairs with a traditional trimmer. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past, and don't use the same trimmer on your face that you're using on your balls. That's pretty disgusting. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. We already put deodorant on our armpits. Why are we not doing the same thing? for the smelliest and occasionally sweatiest part of your body. Get 20% off and free shipping right now with code BLUEWIRE at manscaped.com. Remember, you always need the right tools for the job, you know? You wouldn't be going out to plow the fields with a pair of scissors. So treat your body the same way. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with code BLUEWIRE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, promo code BLUEWIRE. All right, let's let's uh, let's head over to running back. We have Christian McCaffrey. He's now up to 10-5. Uh, I don't think he practiced on Wednesday, but I don't really think his status is 
so much in jeopardy for this game. Is there any reason to not play him once again this week, Jones? No. Just lock him in. Just, like, just, I don't, like, I truly don't understand this. I put up a poll, uh, I guess, yesterday or the day before, and was like, what's too expensive? Like, 10-5, 11, 11-5, 12K. And I don't think 12K would even be unreasonable to to figure out a way to to play him. And he's never going to get that expensive, obviously. But I, I just I don't understand how you with a straight face can be like, no, I, I don't want to play Christian McCaffrey, who's seeing like what, 18 to 25 rushes and like three to 10 targets. Every, like, it's just stupid. Just, just play him. Just figure it out. Find a value that you like. And and get there because it's too expensive. So yeah, just don't don't fade him. Mike, thoughts? I Christian McCaffrey is breaking my brain. Uh, it's <laughs> this ten five price tag. I mean, I think you build a better roster without him uh, this week. Like last week with Samuel so cheap, it, it was pretty easy, and I felt like it was a good week for cheap wide receiver this week. You got Michael Thomas up at wide receiver. You've got the Tampa Bay guys again. And I look at the running back position. I see, you know, I know Kamara were a little bit, some minor workload concerns with him. But you get him, Jalen Samuels, Bell in the mid-tier. You know, Barkley's nearly 2K cheaper. I think you build a better roster without him. I know there's like part of me that says you're trying to be too perfect if you're playing without McCaffrey. Like, just take his floor and his points. And there's another part of me that says, listen, as scary as it is to fade him at 10, five and on a slate with a bit more opportunity cost than last week, I think you take your chances elsewhere. I think that's a very reasonable argument. Uh, I'm just not, uh, I'm, I don't have the heart to do it. You know, like, Fair enough. the guys, the well, guy think... seems like a lock for 30 every week and he's shown a ceiling of 40. So, 10-5, yeah. when you put it in those contexts, like 10-5, like John said, probably isn't enough for him. So I do agree it's going to be tougher to find value this week, but we'll have to just find some ways to get creative. You know, like it's... <laughs> We'll figure it out. <laughs> like my thing is, so I, I did this last week. And so if you, if you try to figure out like a, a combination of players that would sort of equal his workload... Like Marlon Maxey is pretty much the same amount of rushing work, but like, what does he have? Like a target and a half a game tops and he's seven K. And then McCaffrey is seeing basically the same amount of targets per game as Tyreek Hill. And he's 7,700. So just from like, just from like a raw opportunity perspective, like I just feel like if you, if you can make a good case for like why the two K really matters, then maybe, but I don't know. Like, I feel like you can drop down from Michael Thomas and still find reasonable options in the 6K range, or you can drop down from, you know, Godwin or Cup into the high fives and find somebody that you like. I don't know. I just, I, it's one of those things where I just will feel stupid Sunday night <laughs> if I'm like, yeah, no, I faded McCaffrey and he scores 40 again. Like, cause that's just raw points. Like, you're not, you're not worried about like, you know, three, three, four, five Xing at that price. You just need yeah. a ton of points. So I don't know. I, I, I definitely get the argument. I do think that it's you have to make at least one gross decision in your lineup to make free work. But like, 
I made three gross decisions to get three top running backs in last week, so I'm I'll figure it out. <laughs> Just roll the dice with the gross yeah. decisions. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I like I had Preston Williams just left it all out on the field for me last week. So it's fine. <laughs> oh, poor Preston. Uh, what are we what are our thoughts on on Ronald Jones? Does that qualify as like a gross play? Because uh, yeah, I think Rojo as a starter against the Cardinals, 4300. I don't know. Is that crazy? That's not crazy. I'm I'm in. I'm the the amount of Rojo shares that I have in best ball and just general season long need this to be a thing. So I'm really hoping it ends up working out. Um, but I mean, he, you know, what do you have? He had 20 opportunities last week. So um, the fact that Arians came out and said that, you know, he's, he's earned the starting spot and he's going to see more work. I, I hope that that's not just, you know, the, the Kangol being a little too tight on Arians head, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, I'm 4,300. Like, he can't. He probably won't kill you, even if he does underperform. So, I'm good with him. What do they? What do they have him for? Uh, projection, like ownership wise, Lamarca. Twenty-five percent or so. Yeah. Which I, I don't care this, about for cash. Um, I need this Ronald Jones game too much in my seasonal leagues to double down in DFS. <laughs> I think. But I mean, if you're building with McCaffrey, I think like Jones. I think there's going to be a lot of lineups that have like Ronald Jones might be 25% and you know, McCaffrey might be 25 to 30. They're going to be owned a lot together because I mean, you're looking at McCaffrey and Ronald Jones versus like Kamara and Le'Veon Bell. So you start working at look, start looking at workloads and assuredness. And I don't know how much I trust Tampa Bay. And, and Ronald Jones there, I think that that's sort of why I'm a little bit off McCaffrey's. I'd rather play Kamara and, and Bell or Kamara and Jalen Samuels than McCaffrey and Ronald Jones. But if you really like Ronald Jones this week, then it does make a lot more sense to play Christian McCaffrey because that's your, you know, that's your cap relief guy, you know, in, in a good spot. I mean, he's in a really good spot if you feel good about the touches. So, Mike, you mentioned Le'Veon Bell. You mentioned Kamara. Who are some other guys that that you're thinking about, either for like a cash build or possibly GPP teams? Yeah, I think I think a guy who's going to be popular is David Montgomery, and I don't know how I feel about him. I know you know when the game script goes right, it's going to go pretty good for him. He's had, I think, he's near the tops in the league in like goal line touches. Um, someone was tweeting out, you know, his snap share, you know, from when they're trailing versus when they're ahead. And if the game script goes right, it could go really good. The thing is, you know, sometimes I like to fade the, the backs that are dependent on game script when they're popular, just because as much as we think game script might go a certain way, you know, it doesn't always go that way. And we're talking a two and a half point spread here for Chicago, pretty low total game. So that's a guy that I get why people like he projects decently for us, but you know, I'm kind of more interested in David Johnson coming back where people aren't going to be on him right away. I think they're going to be scared off a little bit by the Kenyon Drake game and just his ability as a receiver out of the backfield or just lined up, you know, as a receiver, even if he's on the field at the same time as Kenyon Drake, I think we could see that quite a bit in a game that, could play fast and could see a lot of points. You're telling me I'm getting DJ at 5,700 and he's nowhere near chalk. Like I'm, I'm really into that in GPP. I agree a hundred percent. Like basically Montgomery, you need a two touchdown type of performance 
for him to have a ceiling game because I, I know he's been more involved in the passing game, but that's never going to really be a strength for him. And he hasn't shown a ton of proficiency as a runner either. Like the one game where he was over 100 yards, he had 27 carries. So you either need like a massive volume game or you need two touchdowns. And he did score twice last week, but you can't bank on that. I mean, Tariq Cohen had the first shot at the one yard line last week and he messed it up. And that was the reason Montgomery got in the end zone. I don't remember if that was his first touchdown or second touchdown, but stuff like that happens. So I agree. I think that that's a, that's a sharp fade this week. I'm I'm going to be out on Montgomery as well. Yeah. And not only that, his, he had like a 55 yard run on that 135 yard game. Like it's not, it's, I don't know. I, I, I have no not finding a, for EJ if I'm going to play Montgomery or even saving, you know, going down a little bit and playing Singletary, I think I'd rather over Montgomery. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Jones, anybody else that you're considering at running back? Um, No, I mean, I, I really, like I've said the last couple of weeks, I'm trying to keep it a little tighter at running back. I think um, the those cheaper options plus Ronald Jones are kind of where I'm where I'm leaning towards. And if not, I'm just figuring out a way to get up to McCaffrey. I'll have a little bit of Saquon and I mean, I'm a sucker for Chubb, so I'm going to, I was just going to 4% on Chubb is just always going to be in my lineup. (laughs) This is a potential smash spot for him against Buffalo. Like Buffalo quietly is like 30th in rush DVOA, maybe 29th, something like that. Cleveland is at home and they are favored. Obviously, the the big question is, how much does Kareem Hunt cut into his workload this week? So if I knew that Chubb was going to get like 20 carries, which he has been getting on a weekly basis, I would say that this is a like a priority play for me this week. But I'm still going to have exposure to him in GPPs just on the chance that he does have another 20 carry game, because if that's the case, he could very well be looking at like a ceiling type of performance. Yeah, and you you also have to consider that six out of his eight games, he's seen at least four targets. Like there, there's these two games that he only had one target in each, but outside of that, he's not that he's you know like McCaffrey light or something. Like he's not, he's never going to catch like ten balls in a game or something stupid. But they they aren't shy with giving him targets uh, in the right game plan. So I have no. I have no worries really about Chubb. Like obviously it didn't go well for me last week. Um, but I mean the work the work was there. He had twenty five opportunities. So I'm gonna just keep 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 beating that dead horse until it pays off. <laughs> Him and Derrick Henry are two guys too. Like like they can bust off a couple long runs and yeah. really get things going in a hurry. Yep. Um Bills as a Bills fan, they've just been smash right up the middle of the last two weeks i mean ap went wild again so he had almost 100 yards i think he had over 100 yards rushing in the first half adrian peterson 2019 100 <laughs> yards first half you know, jordan howard miles sanders the week before so it's it's been pretty ugly for them on the ground yeah all right let's move on to wide receivers we've got seven guys this week priced at 7k or more uh, Michael Thomas is the most expensive. He's at 8,300 against Atlanta. So, uh, Mike, you kind of have been hinting at the fact that you like a little bit more of a balanced build this week. Does that include going with one of these guys? Yeah, I like Michael Thomas a ton. I, I know 
expensive receivers sometimes it feels bad to pay up for them especially if you're not playing expensive christian mccaffrey because it's a much more volatile position but michael thomas breaks the mold a little bit when you're talking about a guy that has 80 percent catch rates yeah i mean if not higher between this season and last year that's absolutely insane and at this point in the nfl a lot of teams are a little bit more spread out but we're still getting a target share for him you know, near 30%. And you've got him now, I think they have the highest team total on the week at 32-33 versus Falcons defense. It's been absolutely atrocious. And I mentioned this game could get out of hand, but it seems like Matt Ryan's going to play. So that's good for keeping Atlanta's offense like some semblance of hope for them and keeping the game tight enough that there's some pressure on the passing game for New Orleans. And I'm not huge into home road splits, but when you start looking at some of the dome stuff versus outdoor stuff and a lot of the Saints splits, I mean, they just crush at home in that dome. Michael Thomas in particular, you know, no no one comes close to him in terms of floor at the receiver position. So I think he's a really good play in cash, even though, you know, normally you'd say not to spend up for a receiver because it's a bit more volatile. I hope we get another Matt Schaub week. I want to see him dust that right arm off, go for another 480. <laughs> Just like a like an old relief pitcher coming out of the pen. That was uh, that was interesting a couple weeks ago. So <laughs> I'm sure Matt Schaub didn't think he had any performances like that left in his body at this point. Uh, the only thing with Thomas for me that I'm concerned about is the ownership. Like I think that in GPPs, you never really want to eat the chalk at wide receiver just because, like you mentioned, it is such a volatile position. I mean, Thomas, I think, certainly has the highest expected range of outcomes, you know, projected median ceiling and floor. But what are the like the true odds of that happening versus another player going off? I don't know if it's enough where I'm willing to eat the, the ownership projections on him because there's a chance he's the highest owned player of the whole week. Uh, Jones, yeah. thoughts on thoughts on MT? Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely, uh, I'm workshopping a few lineups as we speak, trying to figure out how I can get McCaffrey and and Thomas in at the same time. And again, it's, you know, you you got to make some sacrifices here and there, guys. But uh, it, you it's, the definitely, font. it's definitely doable. Um, as far as GPPs go, I think, uh, I don't know, I don't have, uh, I don't have ownership projections, but I feel like from 7K and up, I feel like Hill, Cup, and Galladay would probably be the three lowest-owned options, um, and I think that they would all, you know, make make some semblance of sense as far as like ceiling plays in GPPs at low ownership. Um, I think we, you know, we mentioned this whole conversation with Mahomes in the beginning with uh, or with Kansas City with Mahomes before, but like if he's going to go under-owned and you're going to throw Hill in there and he's going to be a little bit under-owned, like. I just I can't imagine not going there in in GPPs. So that that's kind of where I'm focusing. And maybe if I'm totally off on ownership, you guys could uh, correct me and and cut this part out. <laughs> no, I think you're on the you're on the right path. Like my initial instinct too, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, those are the types of guys that you have Tyree, I mean, in different ways, but can both put up big games. Cups can give you 10 plus catches and over 100. Tyree Kill can break, break two long touchdowns. I think, I don't, I mean, they're never going to go super low owned, but on a slate where you've got Michael Thomas, a cheap Devontae Adams, Godwin Evans, like they're going to be, they're not going to be top five at the position, certainly. Right. And then people start have, having to get some cap relief in. 
Uh, so I like them. My absolute sucker play is just, I said I wouldn't lose more money on Cleveland, but I lied. I will lose more <laughs> money on Cleveland and play a $6,100 Odell Beckham at crazy. like 5% ownership. I just, I won't stack them. I won't go crazy with it, but I'll have some Odell shares. It's just like probably would have said he's the most talented receiver in the league. And, you know, we thought we were getting a quarterback upgrade with him going to Baker and it's just been a disaster. So I guess the good news is he hasn't kicked any field goal nets or anything like that. (laughs) He's having dreams of Eli right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, this, this tier is definitely interesting. You mentioned Devante as well. Like 6,900 seems pretty tough to pass up again. Ownership concerns maybe for GPPs, but like as long as he's, on the field, he's going to be Rogers' primary option, and that's always a, a valuable asset. Yeah, we have eleven targets last week. I think right didn't didn't do a ton, but eleven targets is eleven targets. So, uh, Jones, it. Allen Robinson, talk me into him, baby. Oh God, I just it's just one of those things. Like he is he's Jarvis Landry from last year. <laughs> Like there's is that a compliment or no, it's the worst possible thing because you're you you just you feel like you need to figure out a way if you're building multiple lineups, you feel like you need to have him because of whether it's target volume or whatever. And I don't know, maybe maybe this is just stupid. Like maybe playing Robinson is just dumb now because Trubisky's so bad. Um, 6,300, like it's going to be hard for me to click 6,300 Allen Robinson when, when Odell's right there, $200 cheaper. Um, and I don't think they'll have like vastly different ownership. So, I mean, I'll probably have a share of him if I build, you know, 20 lineups or whatever, but I, I just, I think I gotta, I gotta get out on this Chicago offense sooner than later. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you somebody that I'll certainly be losing. (laughs) What'd you say? I said I have to feed my child. I can't keep playing Chicago. I got you. you. Diapers are expensive. Heard that. Um, I I will be losing money this week on Devontae Parker. I can pretty much guarantee you that. Uh, Now that Preston is gone, (laughs) I (laughs) I can't help myself. I mean, at least six targets each of the past three weeks, including an eight and one, ten and the other. I don't know. I've always been a sucker to, for Devontae Parker, and now I'm just fully in. I, I'm not talking yet of this one. So, um, Leone, tell us why we're stupid, please. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I see where you could get the volume. It's a game in a dome, too, which generally speeds up the offense. The, the concern is just that Indianapolis is a solid team across the board. And even with Brissett out and Hoyer at the helm, I just think they control this game and the expectations that we have based on this line for the Miami offense is just so low. You know, we were talking about double digit dogs, you know, with a team total in the mid teens. I just don't. And the thing with Parker, he's not even really that cheap. I mean, he's 4,800. You're talking like DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel territory there. Like, so I have a tough time pulling the trigger, even like, you know, AJ Brown versus Kansas City. I just think there's other spots with more upside. Tyler Boyd is a guy that I, one of the many guys I keep losing money on just chasing target volume. But 
Oh, I think there's too many guys ahead of Parker. I, di- I didn't even realize Boyd was right next to him. Never mind. I'm playing zero Parker. It's just it's I'm just going to keep punting money off on Boyd this week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's fine. <laughs> more Devante for me. I will say that the the low team total, obviously a concern, but the point spread really isn't like garbage time benefits the receivers more than just about any other position. So if Miami does get down, and I'm not saying that Parker's guaranteed to be the guy, but if Miami does get down by a couple of scores and Indianapolis ends up in a prevent situation, like Parker could definitely backdoor himself into a, a relevant fantasy performance. So I hear your concerns, the ceiling, you know, uh, probably not as high as some other guys in this price range. I just like the volume potential in that matchup. So uh, he's somebody, again, like I'm a sucker for him. I've loved him since Louisville. So uh, anybody else at the receiver position, Mike, that that you want to mention this week? I think we covered him. I'll just say I mentioned Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore a second ago when talking about Parker. I think there's, well, the problem is like Devonte Adams is so cheap. If it wasn't for that, I would say I think this game goes pretty under-owned. You know, it doesn't look like there's going to be ownership on Rodgers. You know, Moore and Samuel every week, it just doesn't seem like they're as owned as they should be. They're both two pretty big play guys. I know we haven't seen, like, the boom DJ Moore week because he's been allergic to the end zone, but he's going to find the end zone sooner or later. Had over 100 last week. So I like that game as a game stack where, okay, eat the Adams chalk, but if you pair him with Rodgers, there's four or five other quarterbacks at the same price. They're going to be higher owned. And I don't think you're going to get huge ownership bringing back one of the Carolina guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Green Bay is in a great spot this week. This is an awesome week to buy back on Green Bay. Um, Aaron Rodgers against the spread, and this doesn't really matter a ton for DFS, but uh, historically 63% win rate as a home favorite, a cover rate that is. So like the Packers, I would think, should be able to bounce back here, and that will help you know, raise the tide for the Panthers offense as well, which has been really good. I mean, I'm not trying to knock them. Uh, They put up 30 last week. I mean, outside of when they played San Francisco, they've been pretty good this year, even without Cam Newton. So, yeah. Jones, anybody else here? Yeah, no, I was, I was going to say more. Uh, I'm, I'm a sucker for him. He's a, he's a big road of his guy, obviously. He's 12th in receptions and 87th in fantasy points over expectation. So that's not ideal. Um, I'm starting and would, to doubt that that stat makes any sense. You bring it up every week and none of the players are ever any better the next week. Well, because he doesn't <laughs> score any touchdowns. So like him and Mike Williams, it's based on it's based on touchdowns. I like gotcha. theoretically, like the targets that he's seeing are far outweighing the amount of, uh, you know, the amount of touchdowns that he's ending up with because you know he just doesn't feel like scoring touchdowns for whatever reason um tackled at the one last week yeah of course i mean he's on he's on 80 percent of my season-long team so of course he can't <laughs> score a touchdown i think the last time he scored was the the arizona game right and that was like week two or three or something um yeah i i just i'll just keep uh, i'm gonna i can't miss out on that that's one of those games that I just can't miss out on. If DJ Moore has a blow up game without me, I'm going to be very upset. So he's a, he's a guy that I'm prioritizing 5,200. I think silly for his volume. All right, let's uh, let's talk about my bookie here real quick. Are you the type of fan that knows football so well that you could choose any game and call the result before it happens? If that's the case, my bookie 
is the place for you because they let you turn all your spot sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Between football season, NBA, start of college basketball, it's time to get off the sideline and get in on the action with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to try and win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because you can put them together for a much bigger payout. If you are going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. And if you join right now, mybookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Just use promo code ROTOVIZ to activate the offer. Once again, promo code ROTOVIZ to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. MyBookie.ag, you play, you win, and you get paid. All right, tight end position. Travis Kelsey, only tight end above 6K. Uh, Jones's boy, Austin Hooper, is sitting there at 5,500. Mark Andrews, 5,200. So that's sort of the top tier this week. Is this a week where we should be jamming Kelsey into our lineups? I'll start with you, uh, Mike. Oh, man. I mean, the lineup construction is tough this week. Very tough, I mean, yeah. Kelsey, Michael Thomas, Christian McCaffrey, having to decide between those three guys, um, I think it's a really good week to play. I mean, to get him at 6400 with Mahomes back, I don't know if you'll see a better price tag. I do find that my builds are a little bit better if I go cheap tight end. I'm not, you know, I don't think you go... I don't think you split the difference with like Mike An- Mark Andrews, Austin Hooper in that 5K range. I think you're either figuring out a way to pay up for Kelsey. You're going down to like, you know, Jack Doyle, I think is fine. Um, we'll get Jones's take on Rat Ellison with Ingram out. <laughs> Can you full punt with the 2,500 tag on him? But, you, you know, I'll come back to Miami. You know, if I'm going to take a shot on Miami, I think yes. it's going to be Jasicki. Like this is world class athlete here. Um, he's really come around the last several weeks, and now you've got a very good case to make for a larger target share without Preston Williams. So I think just think he's right in that group. I, I like I don't know if I'm there to trust him in cash games yet, but I think he's a great great tournament play. Yeah, I mean those. That's my thoughts exactly. Like, am I paying up for Kelsey, or am I going all the way down to Gasicki? Because he looked great last week. I mean, he, and like you said, he has the athleticism. Like he had like a, what, like a 99th percentile spark score coming out of college. So he's a freak athlete. He just really has had pretty limited opportunities, but there is no one in Miami anymore. I mean, there was arguably very little to begin with, but with Preston Williams now gone, it's him, it's Devante and, you know, like Alan Hearns, Albert Wilson, who cares about those guys? So I think that that's that's kind of the big decision that you have to make this week. Uh, Jones, are you leaning one way or the other? Oh, it's Kasiki and Cash. Like, there's no way that I'm not playing him in Cash 3100. It's just <laughs> is just incredible. Like he, uh, uh, his A dot is around 10. Um, what, Preston Williams is his A dot was a little bit higher, like 12, 13 range. Um, but Parker's Parker's more of the deep threat. He has. Uh, a higher a dot than those guys so i'm assuming that maybe i'm not saying that he you know he just gets like every single one of preston williams's targets but you know if if he can raise his floor up a little bit and we can expect you know uh, the five to seven target range and he's going to be 3100 i think that that's like I, I don't know how you get away from that 
in tournaments, I, I have no problem with paying up for Kelsey. I have no problem with paying for Hooper. Um, I mean, even Everett at, at 4,500, I think is fine in, in GPPs if you want to go that way. Um, but yeah, I just, I just think Kasiki, like he, him and Hooper are just going to lead me to Scott Fishbowl, like heaven. Hey, uh, this I'm week, not an so. Scott Fish this year, baby. I know. I saw that. Remaining undefeated teams. I I saw that. I I was uh, I was going to mention that at the top when you guys were lamenting your uh, your SFB eight teams earlier. Um, But yeah, I I just I think that this is like the start of his breakout, and Williams being gone helps quite a bit. (laughs) I do have Gasicki on my Scott Fishball team, by the way, so I'm excited about that. But. Basically, I drafted Christian McCaffrey, and in in that format, like, he had a a week with 100 fantasy points. I'm not even joking. So, uh, he is is the Scott Fishbowl cheat code. Um, What do we think the ownership gets on Gesicki? Because right now, we're we're projecting him for pretty minimal ownership, but I feel like that this is going to be a big-time riser as the week goes on. He's going to get some hype, but I still don't... I mean, maybe five to eight. Like, I don't think it, it would get more than that. No, I think I think Doyle being five hundred more uh, suppresses it a little bit. I think the the flowchart fish going for OJ Howard probably <laughs> suppresses it a little bit. Like, there's there's a couple of like reasonable options close enough to him that I don't think he like he's not going to end up being the chalk. Like Doyle's going to be. What am I uh, missing on Jack chalk, Doyle? Yeah. Why why are people interested in him? I mean, I'm I'm kind of in on Doyle, as I said. I just I think he's the safest guy to get targets there. Um, you know, he's had four or five five targets the last three weeks. I know it's nothing huge. Um, I don't know. I I think he's just has the highest target floor maybe of these guys, but I don't know. Well, and Miami's just terrible. Like like that. I think like anyone's team projections on the Colts this week are going to be like elevated efficiency, elevated touchdowns from where they usually are. Like just a bunch of little things kind of adding up because any offense at home against Miami, you're going to expect to have really strong efficiency. So I think a combination of um, you know, one of the team leaders and targets with just the matchup, but it's not like an amazing play. It's just, it's not a great position this week. You got John o. Smith there too. He might take some ownership away. He had a good game a couple weeks ago. It seems like Walker is going to be out again. Um, so I agree with Jones. I think there's enough guys right around 3K that Gesicki doesn't end up crazy chalk. And then you're still going to get people. Like people are going to play Mark Anders, Austin Hooper, Travis Kelsey every single week. Like they're just always going to have around 10% ownership every week. Yeah, I think I think if if Doyle was like 4,100, then it would be a completely different uh, ownership landscape in tight end. Like, but I think, I honestly think if you, if you run this game a hundred times, like there's going to be a ton of games where Ebron outscores Doyle. There's going to be, and there's going to be a ton of games where Gasicki scores more than both of them. Like, I just feel like, I don't know. I, I just think the ceiling, I think Gasicki is as likely to score a touchdown at least as these other guys. So, um, and it, like I said, if he ends up with six or seven targets and that's a smash at 3,100. Yeah, I, I think Doyle's the easiest fade of the week in GPPs. Um, like, I got, I, I was in on the hype last week when it looked like Ebron might not play, but 
he did play. <laughs> and <laughs> Doyle had four minor uh, four details. targets. He scored a touchdown, which saved his output. But right. like he has had mm-hmm. double digit fantasy points three times this year, and he's never had, and he hasn't had more than twelve and change. So I don't know. We're we're projecting him for like close to twenty percent ownership too. So if he's really going to be that highly owned. Yeah, I have no problem just unchecking him from my player pool this week. They're all fragile. I mean, cheap tight ends, the floor is zero on all of them. So if they, if any of them get up to 20%, even me liking Doyle, I, I'm with you. Like, it's just a very volatile position. And one, yeah. one touchdown is going to define the week. You got the touchdown from Doyle last week. If you don't get it this week. But you you guys are getting me even more hyped on Gesicki. <laughs> You know, I was like there a what little bit. Now I'm really there. I'm about to do some dangerous things with my Gesicki exposure this weekend. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Jones's favorite position, defense. Ah, thank God, finally. Jones, DraftKings heard you. They put a $1,500 option back in play thank for you. Thank God. I mean, come on, guys. That extra 300 could have been really useful last week. Uh, in all seriousness, Jones, is that the option? Like, is it just just try and get just, as cheap as possible and just mash Atlanta in as many spots as possible. Oh, I God. don't since since they did this and I know that it's only five hundred dollars and I know that I'm a fish and I know that I'm an idiot. <laughs> like I just I can't I can't get around it like the seeing that one to start the price and only having four numbers like you just have to do it. <laughs> There's just no way around it. I don't understand how you can possibly click on anybody but a $1,500 defense when it's when it's available. Like, I just, I can't get my head around it. Like, I'm not, if you're paying $4,000 for a defense, then you need to look into other hobbies and, like, things to do with your time. Because this just is not... <laughs> This this shouldn't be a thing that you that you spend money on, like you just got to go fifteen hundred and call it a day. I've been with you in previous weeks. I don't think I'd play Atlanta if they were free this week. So that's what uh, I want, honestly. I like I want them to get down to one k. Like I it, I think, I think that that would actually be like would be super interesting to see just how. Like how owned all these all these like super cheap defenses would be, because like I said a few weeks ago, like if you're if you get a a defense that scores a couple touchdowns, like you're just screwed no matter what. Right. Like if you're not on them and you're talking about GPPs like that, that more or less breaks a slate to a certain extent. It's not it's not completely you know, you can't completely just say, never mind, I'm going to lose everything. But if that doesn't happen and you just you just stay afloat and make good decisions with that extra thousand or fifteen hundred that you saved. I don't know. I just I I can't get my head around not doing it. All right. Well, let's go to Mike for a more reasonable take. <laughs> what are your what's I, what's your plan at defense this week? I mean, it is a highly variant position, but our projections have the Titans and Bengals around four and a half fantasy points this week, and then the Falcons at. 2.6 which is like <laughs> 2.6 at, at, at 1500 is almost uh 2x there fella so <laughs> i don't think 
I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think I could do it. I think you, like I know I'm an idiot. Dude, Cle- like, like Cleveland's twenty five hundred home against Josh Allen and the Bills. Like that's a you can't eke out that one K. No, not if I'm playing McCaffrey and Thomas. Where am I finding this money? <laughs> <laughs> Jones's McCaffrey Thomas Kelsey lineup. <laughs> Thank God there's Gesicki to save you from that one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I can't. I can't advise it. I think they would have to be. I mean, Draft Street back in the day, we had like a free Jaguars defense one <laughs> week when they played Denver. When Denver was had that year with Peyton Manning, uh, so maybe they will go to one K or lower at some point. But can't wait. I don't know. I I don't. I mean, if you want to play the cheapest defense possible in tournaments, like okay, fine, but. I don't, I mean, you could really easily go negative here in cash games and <laughs> like five, like to give up five expected points, even if it's at a highly variant position, it's a lot of points to give up. Yeah, I'll find the extra thousand to get off of Atlanta <laughs> this week. Yeah, this is such fish. I, <laughs> <laughs> I agree that Cleveland's probably my favorite. I mean, um, hell, Arizona at 2200, like yep. Jameis will take some sacks. Like, I mean, almost. Uh, I mean, since he had seventeen hundred, I would play before Atlanta. I think. All right, I would. I, I would if I can Cincy, find the two hundred, play since he had seventeen hundred before I play Atlanta. I don't know that two hundred might be hard to find. Like <laughs> they can't go negative. Like what? How are they going to go negative? They have to give up like thirty five, right? Some is that yeah. the? I would have to give up thirty five. The team total is thirty two, so we're we're not that far. Off. No, that's that's a that's I mean, a huge. They would edge. have to like also have like no sacks, no turnovers, but. I'll probably oh, have some exposure to the Jets and Giants as well. Like, I, oh. I want both sides of that game just because you know there's going to be a pick six. I just don't know which side it's coming from. Are they doing a showdown game, a uh, showdown slate for that? That'd be that'd be clutch. You could just jam in just both defenses. Both. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys, any other thoughts here before we wrap this thing up? No. The one random stack I was kind of thinking about because I didn't think anyone would play a Ram stack. Like, just like when golf goes off, it's so concentrated. But I got nothing on defense. That was just one like final departing thought was maybe a Ram stack if people aren't gonna play golf. You don't have to talk me into playing that uh, playing golf goat, Mike. So it's it's all good. I'm ready. <laughs> all right. Especially with you. you know Fired coming up. off a bye, you know a little oh, yeah. extra time for McVeigh to cook something up to actually figure out like a functioning offense. <laughs> Right, and you know that people are not going to play golf because he's on the road this week. So, right. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a, I haven't really considered that, but that's when he goes off too, like I mean, it's going to be cup and woods, and people aren't playing woods this right. week, except for Davis. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably right, still going to try and play Brandon Cooks. <laughs> that's going to do it for this edition of On the Daily. Thank you again to Mike Leone for coming on the program. Find him on Twitter at two hats, one Mike for Matt Jones, who you can find on Twitter at Matt Jones, TFR. I'm Matt LaMarca at Matt LaMarca. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to on the daily, the road of his daily fantasy sports podcast powered by road of his radio. And special thanks to Randy E. Aguabo for the introduction. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the established Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email 
onthedailydfs at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at onthedailydfs. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.